Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. With me, Dan the Man. Dan the Fishing Man, Perry. What's going on, dude? How much, man? How are you doing? I'm just about caught up from all the everything I missed while I was traveling. Uh, How how was I cast? Overwhelming. Um... I dropped the ball on footage. I did. We did great video work up to it, but it was so because I I went like we talked about to kind of like you know make some contacts for paddle and fin. Like that's a full time job while you're there. Like you'd spend anywhere from fifteen minutes, kind of at minimum, to an hour with someone if you coordinate what they wanted to talk about. Yeah. So the the whole filming thing in that just kind of wasn't worth it but armando was there doing some filming so i didn't really care um but but overwhelming um y- you went to the classic at B- the bjcc right yeah mm-hmm. it's way bigger than that huh like way big. it took me the first whole day it took me the entire day from nine to six to cover the whole thing wow now that's stopping and talking to people obviously but it's that there's that much crap and, is, uh, is most of it just like crap like you don't care about or is it salt no water so this is like the premier stuff now there's a lot of salt water because yeah. it's it's the whole thing but it's so like you take like the bs boost that you see at the classic and stuff like that and let's say that that's like two percent everything else is relatable to what we're doing all of your favorite companies all showing their new stuff it's a giant party um the first day happy hour started at five o'clock all the booths bring out their own booze a lot of them are cooking Um, the second day that started at two o'clock and friday it closes early and like they were literally already throwing alcohol out at 9 a.m to get rid of it all like there were guys walking around taking home six packs of craft beer but it's it's totally different because it's not a consumer show so it's yeah my my ideas when I went there, I had to change it because it's like everything's business there. Like it's not, I mean, you do have the people that get in on like their YouTube media, stuff like that. It's not as, I would say, serious, kind of laid back. But for the most part, like if you're trying to make a contact with some of these big, big companies and they don't know who you are, they don't really have time for you. Like it's, yeah. they're looking to talk to like Iconelli's there, you know, re-signing a contract and this guy's bringing your product or this guy's having a meeting with you to bring your product in his store for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year. So it's kind of hard to fit yourself yeah. in, but it's cool. Well, uh, we were supposed to do a, a read me, Brad, and the guys are supposed to do a recap show. And then I wanted to talk to you about it afterwards too, but I'm sure you'll hear all about it on all of our stuff. Cause it was, it was intense. Definitely wasn't, wasn't prepared ne- next year. I'll be there. Do Yeah. Bring comfortable shoes. Bring your own fucking food. I'm dropping the F-bomb there because it cost me at minimum $20 a day to eat at ICAST. 
just mm. one meal, like a oh. little bitty thing of salad, $20, $4 for a soft drink. Like, nope, bring in a big cooler next time. The hell with that. But yeah, so it's good to be back. Uh, we got a cool show. Uh, we kind of missed over one while I was gone, and I know it's because I forget to look at Fishing Chaos, so my bad, folks. Uh, but great show we got lined up. It was the KBF Trail Series event, and it was uh, out on Lake Erie and Lake St. Clair. Covered a lot of water, but we've got the day one and two. And I just stuck a hook in my finger. Oh. Oh. God. Jesus Christ. Hold Come on, time man. Out. God, that was the A-Rig, too, buddy. Sorry. All right. So, uh, yeah, KBF event. We got day one and two winners. Pro Series winner. Pro Series winner. Uh, Reese Stoughton and returning guest Cody Milton. What's going on, guys? What's going on? How's it going? How we doing, boys? Hey. I was doing Thank good about 10 on. seconds ago. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, Cody, uh, returning guest, we'll let you do like a brief introduction because most everybody knows who you are at this point. But tell us who you are and then uh, we'll, we'll let Reese take take the floor after that. Uh, I'm from I'm Cody Milton. I'm from Central Arkansas, uh, Searcy, Arkansas. Actually, um, I, it's actually kind of cool because my first kayak tournament win ever was in 2016, which is the first year I fished on Lake Erie. So this was my last one was on Lake Erie, you know, St. Clair too. So pretty full circle. But there's been a lot in between that. But um, yeah, that was that's kind of been I guess that's about how long I've been fishing. I guess or in out of a kayak, anyways. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Any new, uh, any new updates with you? Uh, anything cool new that's happened or just grinding away like normal? Yeah, not really, man. It's honestly, it's been, I would say it's probably been one of the slower summers as far as it tournaments have been a little more spread out than normal, I would say. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, it didn't really feel, I kind of regret it to some degree, but it didn't really feel as much pressure to like chase some of the Northern tournaments. I mean, we are talking about a tournament in Lake Erie and St. Clair, but yeah, you know, going up there multiple times. Like, um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been a good comfortable year for sure. And, and your yeah. Arkansas, your Arkansas hogs are four and one. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. Um, it's been pretty fun. This is the first year I get to do the KFL too. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed doing that. It's been pretty fun. That's a hoot. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hear, you know, from the people doing it, I don't hear anything bad about it. So no, that's, that's the ones you got to listen to. Don't yep. listen to all that trash out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you coming back on. And uh, Reese, uh, give us an introduction on yourself, man. First timer. Uh, Reese Stoughton. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I've just, honestly, when I was 16, I, I bought a kayak for $25 off a guy. And uh, that was Twenty five dollars. What the hell of a steal? No matter what kind of kayak this. uh, The guy actually found it on the side of the highway. It had been run over by a semi, and so he patched it back up. And uh, yeah, I bought it off him. I was sixteen years old, and I've just kind of been doing this ever since. Do you play hockey? You've got like a mane of hockey style hair there. My mom's actually a figure skating instructor, so I I know how to skate pretty well. I played a little hockey back in the day, but no, this is just kind of. Something I thought I'd do. Thought it was fun. He's going. He's going with that ever so uh, popular Kentucky waterfall look. That's hey right. man, it's, I have no hair. It's, nice. it's it's not like I'm talking shit because I have none. I'm I'm for one stu- like stoked that the mullet has come full circle and come back in because he used to have a mullet when I was little and I appreciate it. I wish I could still grow one because God knows I'd be rocking the shit out of it right now. But looks good. Keep it keep it flowing. I uh, appreciate it. Well, um, Reese, just because uh, we haven't had you on much, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, the the KBF trail event that we're, that's in question um, and the waters that were covered and kind of tell us a little bit about the area and both of the, the eligible or all of the eligible water. Yeah. So, um, I mean, going in, I had one day to pre-fish. I had all of Friday to pre-fish. And uh, in my mind, St. Clair's probably my favorite lake in the country. And so I, I kind of knew I wanted to go up there and I honestly didn't think that the water eligible on uh, Lake Erie was going to be able to compete with the St. Clair smallmouth. So uh, I had three boat ramps I wanted to hit uh, on St. Clair on Friday. I went up and 
first boat ramp I went to, uh, I found fish within like the first 30 minutes and uh, started fishing on them and found some good ones. And I was just like, you know, screw it. I'll just stay here. I'll fish for these for the tournament. So for, for St. Clair, for, you know, people that aren't familiar with the area, is it, uh, people might be a little bit familiar with, uh, was it St. Lawrence? Cause there was just a big, you know, boat event up there. Is it kind of layout the same as far as like real clear water? Um, a lot of sight fishing, smallies or, you know, f- you know, thin line, light line, that kind of stuff. What, what's St. Clair like? Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, basically just a, a giant bowl of clear water. Um, and like in practice, when the water was calm, I was sight fishing in 17 feet. Um, I just want to do that once. I think that sounds so cool. It was, it was interesting. I only caught one doing it, but I could see him down there the whole time. Um, but it's just a great fishery. It's full of giant smallmouth. And like, if, if anybody hasn't been there, they need to go because it's like a place where you can go and catch a hundred fish in the day and half of them will be three, four pounds. Wow. I mean, there, wrong with there's that. like area, there are areas the St. Clair would like lily pads and largemouth too, though, right? Yeah, that... yeah there's a lot of canals. People fish for largemouth. Main Lake, they'll get out in there. There's I know there's some reeds and stuff out there that people like to fish for largemouth. And there's big largemouth in there. I've caught giants in there, but I just kind of focused on the smallmouth. I so. feel like it's if you're going to St. Clair, that's kind of what you're gonna do. I mean, I don't. I love fishing for largemouth. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think I could drive up there and it would, I don't even know if it'd be a thought in my brain. Like, you know, it's like smallmouth, smallmouth, smallmouth. Well, what about you, Cody? Uh, similar area. Did you fish the same spot or did you check out Erie? Uh, uh so actually I, uh, I got, I fished on Thursday and Friday. Um, I went to kind of like the Eastern part of, uh, St. Clair the first day and I was pretty fun. I got on a real dinner by spinnerbait bite but i was really i was really pushing the boundary <laughs> with the spinnerbait bite so i was like it's right <laughs> um so i ended up the next on friday i went out of metro um and i mean it's no real secret that's definitely where most of the fish spawn i guess on the american side and i mean they were probably I, and i really don't know they were probably like four to six weeks from spawning so i just went out of metro and just went in like a dead straight line like four miles out um and fish some 17 foot rock like it sounded like some of like reese and i talked a little bit after the tournament and that like some of the stuff that i went out to was similar you know there, i guess you get the 17 foot on that kind of that side you know being on that 11 mile metro side there's a lot of rock in 17 foot and i caught fish doing that and then i was literally kind of like i all of the the one the place i found i probably found with like 40 minutes left in pre-fishing on friday um uh, I was scrolling back, like could just about see the boat ramp, like two and a half miles from shore and uh, just started catching them. Like I was just trolling a crate bait and then I caught like two in a row and didn't think much about the first one and then kind of thought something about the second one and like circled back and started catching them pretty good. Yeah. You know, one's luck and two's a pattern. Yeah. That's uh, that was, that was the theory. <laughs> the, 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 the fault that I have with that is the, there is no third. So it's, <laughs> that blows the whole theory right out of the window normally. <laughs> So how far into Erie could you fish, like that Palele Island and put in Bay and all that? You could, Reese is probably a little more familiar with than me. I I think you could get to like two of the islands, but I don't think you could get to the two big ones really. Could you, Reese? Yeah, you couldn't get to the two big islands. I think that's that's a big reason why I went to St. Clair, because if you can't get all the way out to where I thought the smallmouth would be on Erie, I didn't really think there was a point in going. Yep. And how far out is that? Just for reference. I think it was like a mile, maybe a mile and a half, two miles. We could only go two miles into Erie, I think it was. Okay. But to get to those islands, you either need to take a ferry or go like four and a half miles. Jesus. But, yeah, but the, there were, the only other thing, like I had some experience on the west end of Erie, but it was like 2010 probably. But that, like, I the only other thing that was possible was like the large on the west side of Lake Erie. And I think that was, other than like that probably was either board. There's all of our, uh, our YouTube yeah. folks. Uh, they're getting to see a really cool yeah. map of the area right now. Um, a lot of water. Dude, wow. that's just intimidating to look at. Yeah, <laughs> that is real. so much water. One of the oh. first 
I ever pedaled out to to those islands on Lake Erie, I had a snake follow me for like two miles. I think I was, <laughs> I was like a structure around, but I was pedaling out there, and that thing followed me for an hour, probably. He was just hoping you'd stop so he could catch a ride, and like he was done. <laughs> it's like I've been trying to get to them islands for years. Finally, see <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get out there. Oh, well, that's cool. So big, clear water, tons of water to break down. Uh, sounds like. You know, Reese figured his out pretty pretty quick, and you figured yours out right there at the end, which, I mean, hell yeah, because it worked out, obviously. You're here talking about it. Um, so let's go. Uh, Reese kind of hit on his pre-fishing. Um, you know, just a, a little more detail to yours. Was it like was like trolling around with the crankbait kind of your plan, or did, was, did the weather change up on you? Just anything kind of affect you? So that, that last day, the weather changed a lot. Any First day, I mean, I, I think Reese would agree. Like the in the morning, it was pretty sporty out there. Like, I mean, there's probably like three footers out there, maybe. And then it really laid down the first day. So it's like, I would say the weather really changed probably three times the first day and like four or five times the last day. And it was like the bites would kind of come and go for me with with either you know kind of with the wind getting up or with the wind laying down. Um, the coolest thing that ever happened to me probably like. I don't know, I feel like two of the coolest like bites I've ever had in my life were all smallmouth. But one of them was probably it was on Sunday. Um, it was right before we had a storm come in, like late in the afternoon, kind of mid afternoon. Um, and it, you could tell the rain was coming, and the wind laid down completely. And mm. I was standing up, and you could see pairs of like four and five smallmouth in thirteen foot of water, but they were only like six or eight mayflies, and they wouldn't go back down like they would sip a mayfly and they would just cruise like it was the wildest thing so it was like that kind of saved me doing my fish the last day like i saw them cast it to them and watched them. um it was pretty cool knives machetes saws and shears multi-tools shovels swords axes spears hatchets and tomahawks if it cuts snips slices or chops midway usa has it Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Seeing that kind of stuff would just makes me like, I've, I've talked about it before with some guys, and I know some northern guys that do it, but I'd probably like have to keep like a fly rod with me. Hey, it would have been. Know. Yeah, that would have been funny. I mean, we've had our butts kicked on Gunnersville by a guy and a float tube with a fly rod, so I know that it'll play out there. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's awesome. So, uh, Reese, let's see. Let me pull the numbers back up real quick. Uh, again, I got it on my phone because me and Fishing Chaos on the computer do not agree. Um, so, Reese, tell, tell us about day one because you, uh, you really, you know, for a better, no other way to put it, kick some ass, 96 and a quarter by the end of that day. So talk us through the day and uh, tell us about those two giant fish you caught. Yeah, so uh, break the day down. It really turned into uh, like the first hour and the last hour were where I caught the majority of my fish. Um, first hour, um, I had I had about five or six waypoints out across about a mile of water. Uh, and I just, I was just going to hop the waypoints. Um, and, uh, I got out there and I started fishing the first one and I slowed down at first and I didn't catch anything. So then I just started chucking a crankbait. I put the trolling motor on a low setting and I just slowly, you know, chuck and wind, uh, in between waypoints and ended up catching, uh, that big 21. That was the first fish of the day on a five XD. There you go. High note. Yeah, really. Uh, it was uh, not my heaviest, but it was my longest smallmouth ever. So it was nice to catch that in the tournament. Oh, I bet. And so I caught that one and I put on spot lock and I just started slowly working the area. I ended up catching uh, a 19 off that spot. And then I like filled my limit with some 16, 17 inch fish. And then what, 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 what kind of kayak are you in? I was in an old town autopilot. Gotcha. 12 He's got or, the real deal spot lock. the big one. 
Uh, it was a 13, 13 six. It's a freaking barge, man. Thing looks like yeah, a battleship yeah. cruising across the lake. Yeah, it's my first year fishing out of it, and uh, I've got a I've got an old town predator as well, which I usually fish out of. But um, I figured out on St. Clair the spot lock might do me. Oh quickly. yeah, oh yeah, and it did. That, it really did. I'm I'm not a I don't really care for bow mount and stuff like that on a kayak. It's just not my thing, but. Like if I get the chance to go up there, I'll probably borrow someone's setup with that because I just feel like those big open areas you gotta have it out there. I, I mean, I don't have any experience, but I assume like if the wind kicks up out of nowhere out there, like Cody said, I bet you the the water gets big quick, like just sketch, uh, sketch, uh, sketch. Especially in especially in autopilot that where the bow mount isn't all the way on the bow, it's like back a little bit, so you're not taking all that water over the bow. Not spraying all of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You liking it so far though? Yeah, I love it. I've uh that was I think that was my first tournament fishing, maybe my second tournament fishing out of it. Um and I mean it was it's like a dream come true fishing out of that thing. It's hands free, put on spot lock, stand up, do what you gotta do, don't have to worry about pedaling, don't have to worry about an anchor. It's just like careless fishing, essentially. And I guess on that, like, I'm getting kind of sidetracked, but I haven't, I don't think I've had anybody actually on here talk about the autopilot. So we're going to do it while we have a second. But do you not see any disadvantage to the, like how you can't, like that, the drive is where the pedals would be. So do you kind of have to plan and make sure that you can use that motor for the whole time? Or have you tried to like paddle it? Do you, or do you just kind of have it just for these big, big water situations? Well, uh, as far as paddling goes, I did a little bit of that on day two, unfortunately. Uh-oh. God bless you. Save uh, it. We'll, we'll hit that in a minute. I want to hear about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I, I really like it for the big water scenarios. I um, I just, if I'm fishing offshore and I want to stay in one spot, I don't like taking an anchor with me. And so that's yeah. that's where I really use it. It's kind of, I've fished it shallow and I've done stuff. I've, I've fished shallow bites and stuff with it. But for me, it's like filling a niche of that offshore bite. Yeah. I like it. There's nothing wrong with having multiple setups. Mm-mm. I'm a. At all. I've got mine down to two. I had like four or five at one time, so yeah. I, I feel that. Well, uh, Cody, what about your day one? Uh, it, it was actually. I don't know when you find fish like that late in the day. Like I don't think you, you really have that many expectations, you know. So it was. I I I didn't. I launched. A, a, about when we could maybe like 10 minutes later but it's like i wasn't really in a rush to like get there because i really didn't know what i'd found i guess um and lo and behold like there was a bfl tournament that launched uh about the same time that we started our first cast and a bfl boat pulled up on exactly the same waypoint that i caught all those fish so (laughs) yeah so I i guess that means this is something and you know so like they started I would say over the first four hours between me and that boat, we probably caught like a hundred and maybe a hundred, 120 small mouth. Like it was, it was pretty well every yeah. day. Um, and uh, uh, Cody just let me know that I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing fishing. He, thank you. 120. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it, it was kind of because they were, they were, they were fishing. They, he actually came back out the second day. And he ended up like, he was like, how'd you do? And I was like, man, I was in, you know, I was in like third or so after the first day and he just left. They were actually really nice guys. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. But, um, they were dragging, like they were throwing, like they were throwing drop shots and something else. And I was really getting a a lot bigger fish than they were throwing, uh, jerk baits and cramp baits around them. Why, why, why do you think that is just a reaction bite? They they didn't want to eat? They were wanting to feed up, and it was like, especially when I was able to like visually see it when that that wind really laid down. Like, whether it, there was a lot of bait fish in the area, like the only thing that I could say they were really holding on was the amount of bait that I was seeing on side scan. Like, other than that, there wasn't that much difference between there and like two hundred yards away, really. Um, and but yeah, for whatever reason, like that boat was doing the exact same drift, so there was something there. I don't know. <laughs> Surprised they didn't start picking up the crankbaits after they saw you doing better than them. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. But like, I was like, so I would, I would troll a crankbait at like two and a half miles into the wind, and I would drift a crankbait down, a down uh, current, kind of. Um, oh, yeah. 
that was the big deal. Is like when I would throw the jerk bait, I would really not bring that much line in. Like I'd make a really deep cast, get the pedals in, and then I would just keep it going like the whole way through the area. Because um, we were drifting at like you know two miles an hour or so out there. Jesus, I need to just I gotta get up there because I just can't like. It sounds very intimidating. Like <laughs> it's like it big water, big weather, like drifting very quick. I don't know. It just it seems like a hell of a challenge. I definitely want to try it. It's it's unique to like most of those kind of Great Lake fisheries, you know. Um, it's not like for one, it's like a draggers paradise. Like it's not nearly as spot oriented as most of even that west side of Lake Erie is so much more spot oriented than St. Clair, in my opinion. Hmm. I love dragging. Sounds that I, I, yeah. Yeah. I saw like you said you were catching them on cranks. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> but but you 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 gave me more confidence. So <laughs> I like. Smallmouth, like I don't like finesse fishing for them. I feel like all my good smallmouth tournaments are always with like a jerk bait or a spinner bait for whatever reason. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever got on a nice power fishing smallmouth bite. It's usually dragon. Yeah. Around. Now, I mean, like you get in some of the skinny creeks and stuff like that. That's you know power fishing. But I've never. I don't think I've ever caught a smallmouth like offshore on any kind of power bait power fishing. I mean, it's always like a drop shot or a jig or something like that. Definitely need to try the crankbait game a little more. I usually throw it like five times, get mad, and put them back up. Yeah, it tends to weed through the smaller ones, it seems like, you know, to some degree. Hmm. Might have to pay Cody's God service to teach me the ways. On. <laughs> well, uh, tell us about your uh, your big one of that day. It was any memorable or just kind of, I mean, it sounds like you were just weeding through a bunch of fish, so. Yeah, the first day, no, it was pretty, like, numbers were pretty remarkable. Like, especially, I would say, the first three hours. And then there was, like, kind of 11 to noon came. And I was, I'd thrown the same jerkbait the entire morning. Like, it was just the Pro Blue Mega Bass jerkbait. Um, and I didn't catch anything for probably about an hour and a half. And I had drifted through the area two or three times. Um and the boat had left at that point. I decided to go back through one more time and I switched colors and I caught like four in a row. And I was like, well, they're still here. I think I just need to like just leave. So like I ended up leaving like probably way too early the first day. But I mean, it was probably a good idea in you know, some respects too. Yeah. So yeah. I got to know on your on your jerk bait setup, just because you were talking about the mega bass, do you swap your hooks at all? I probably changed hooks three times each day. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Why, uh, why, why not they, just sharpen them? Uh, there, you can't get them as sharp and as laser grade. Like, you can get them close. Like, a flipping hook, it doesn't bother me as much as a fine treble hook where, like, laser, you know, sharpening it's so much better. Do yeah. you stick with, like, the same factory size, or do you like to throw a little bigger, it, change the fall rate or anything like that? On every single Megabass jerkbait, it's different. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Every, like... There's a hook I throw on the junior. There's a hook I throw on the junior plus one. Like there's a hook I throw on the regular one. There's a hook I throw on the regular plus one. It's like so. It's really it's pretty easy to sink the mega bass. I don't know if you've ever switched hooks, but you sink them really easily. Yeah. Times so, um, like my favorite one with the big like the regular jerk bait, uh, the regular mega bass is uh, like I'll do one of I'll do one Aaron Martin's hooks and I'll leave two of the regular stock hooks on. I uh I had the the joy of getting to watch Russ, uh, Russ Snyder, uh, tune jerk baits in a tub of water in the sink at the house on Lake Fork. (laughs) And I learned so much in 30 minutes that I didn't even know as a factor. I would love to get, uh, either Sean at the noob show or one of the, uh, final cast guys to get you and him on and just like melt everyone's faces talking about jerk baits. Cause I'm sure you're just as detailed as he is. Cause I know y'all hang out a bunch and, work on baits and stuff like that and i know that his is just next level tuning and i think that would be a ridiculously cool show at the same time he may not want to share his secrets and you probably wouldn't want to either (laughs) how many do you carry on a kayak so if you put rubber bands on them if you rubber band your treble hooks you can probably get twice as many jerk baits in each box um, and I would say like, once you've had a jerk bait for like a couple months, there's really no reason to even have hooks on them. 
you know, you just put the hooks on them you need for the day. So like half my jerk baits probably don't even have hooks on them, but probably had like I would say between thirty and forty jerk baits out there. Holy wow. shit! Dang man, that's like All you right. know six six hundred dollar box of baits <laughs> rolling around without hooks on it. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> He's carrying two hundred dollars worth of hooks with him. Okay, Reese, are you doing anything like that out there on that level? Are you you, you carry in a small tackle store or a you know four hundred one k investment with you? Uh, kind of. I don't know. I I try to lighten my load as much as I can, but then you know when I switch from the predator to the autopilot, I can fit a bigger bigger crate, so I tend to take more stuff. But uh I don't know. When when I go up to St. Clair and I'm fishing for smallmouth, I kind of have an idea of what I need to take. So I try to get some of that largemouth stuff out of the tackle box. And uh, I don't know. One in a tournament, I pretty much knew what I was going to be throwing the entire day. So I went to – there's Cabela's up there on St. Clair, and I went in and stocked up on some stuff, and I went out relatively light. So you're not like a crate Casey Reed in the autopilot where you have two box, two crates? <laughs> no. Yeah, That's an autopilot Jason. thing. Our our uh our very own uh Jason Pazowski, uh JP. Um first time I've caught up with him on Gunnersville on his autopilot, he was carrying like one giant black pack, one of the giant yak gadget crates. Like I'd love to run his truck and trailer across a scale with his kayak on it, because she's up there. She's rolling fat. Well, uh, you know, y'all both had a killer day one. Um as we said, Reese, you came out on top on day one uh, with a 96 and a quarter. And Cody, you were third with 92 and a quarter. So it's killer days. I mean, 90 inches of smallmouth. Uh, and shout out to Elsie in uh, second place with 92 and a half. Just squeaking past you a little bit. Um, mouth too. He had all large mouth. Oh, really? Oh, wow, he did. Yeah, yeah super impressive for that yeah. area. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, uh. Let Reese take us into day two and, um, you know, what, what changed? Um, obviously there's a story coming, so I'm, I'm excited about this, but, um, you know, same baits. Do you want to give any kind of information on, on the baits you were throwing? You don't have to, I completely get it. Um, but yeah, anything so, at all? Uh, I mean, both days I caught all my fish on a five XD and a strike King coffee tube and Gobi color. Um, the uh, 5XD, in practice, I was catching them on root beer color, and then I lost that one to, like, a five-pounder. Broke me off. Oh. Um, and so I uh, that was the only root beer color one I had, and I was like, I, I better replace that. So I ran, and I found one. I think it was Tennessee Shad, which was the closest I could come, but the fish didn't seem to mind. Um, and my dog's jumping on my bed. I don't know. <laughs> You're good. Um. So, uh, where was I going with that? 5XD. 5XD in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so day two, I went out and I was pretty sure my fish would still be there. Um, I got out in the morning, so I was on my way out. I was about two and a half miles offshore. And uh, on my way out, my battery died for my trolling motor. Um, and I was about... In the morning? Yeah. So I had, um, I had the people at Cabela's charge it. Uh, cause I, I camp in my minivan when I go to tournaments, so I didn't really have anywhere to charge it. And so they were nice enough to do that for me, uh, Friday and then Saturday night. And there must've been some sort of problem with how they plugged it in. I'm not really sure. I don't want to place the blame on them. Uh, blame it on them. It's, it's okay. I mean, that's yeah. the professional way. It's not your fault. You did everything right. Right. Well, either way, <laughs> um, I went out and, you know, probably a quarter mile from my spot, my battery dies and I no longer have a trolling motor. I have a, an autopilot that I have to paddle. Oh, God. So, dog. Yeah. So I made it out to my spot and the wind was kind of wind was kind of blowing. So it was not the most fun paddle of my life. Um, and fishing hadn't even started yet. I think fishing started as I started paddling. And so I make it out to my spot and I was like, I can't, I can't stay in one area. So I just had to drift. And so I started drifting a tube and I caught a 1975 right off the bat. And then I, were you, were you drifting back or drifting out? I was drifting back. 
Oh, well, that's, that's good, at least. Yeah, that I was fixing to say, if it's the other way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I caught a 19.75 and a 17.5 really quick. I was like, that's good. The fish are at least here. Um, and then I made one more drift, and I was just dying. I was like, I got to figure something out. I texted, like, three or four different people that I knew were in my area and asked if they had an extra battery. Nobody did. Um, and so I uh, got on Google, and I was like, where's the nearest auto zone? I got to go buy a new battery. And so at around 8.30, I paddled back to launch, loaded up the kayak, and I ran over to AutoZone, picked up a little battery, and headed back out. And Commitment. <laughs> every time I, I got it. back out, the fish just weren't biting how they were in the, be in the beginning of the day in the morning. And so I was able to uh, – I lost a giant right off the bat, and then I, I was able to pick up a limit of like 16 inches, and I just couldn't call up from there. That was pretty much it. 85 i mean it's still a great day it wasn't like no yeah no you i mean like i said a second ago the commitment man you you toughed it out and you still put together a solid limit um i think you were i just lost eighth place was it yeah yeah i mean top top 10 with all those problems you left went and bought a battery and came back i mean i think i've only heard of one other you know, kind of crazy story like that. I remember, I think it was at the Logan Martin Bassmaster a couple of years ago. A guy dropped his phone in the water, paddled up on the bank, ran across the street to a Dollar General and bought a burner phone. Like yeah. some of y'all are just built different. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, shout out for making it work, dude. That's a, uh, yeah, that's killer. Seventh, not eighth. That was my fault. But you ended up with 85 and a quarter, which is, you know, slamming. Yeah, I actually uh, caught, uh, caught another zone. Holler at your boy. Give him a sponsorship. Here. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Get in the I zone. Actually, <laughs> I caught another 16 and a half right at the very end of the day. And uh, I put it on the board and I saw he was three inches ahead of me in the pro series, three or four inches ahead of me in the pro series. And I had like a 15 and a half I had to call. And I said, that's just not good enough. And I tossed it back and kept fishing with like four minutes left. No way. Oh. It would have given me a little bit of breathing room from Mike, but I was, you know, if you're in it to win, you're in it to win. So I tossed yeah. it back and kept fishing. That's, mm. I mean, bold moves, bold strategy. Uh, yeah. It didn't me off, but it didn't hurt me either. I ended up still taking second. Yeah, no, and I mean, I've had those thoughts before right. too. Like, well, I fished against one of Dan's good buddies, Chuck, and like I just quit. I knew I had second place locked in, but he had caught a freak fish. And every time I caught a decent fish, I was like, well, I'm not getting any further ahead. You know, this, cause I was fishing with the guy behind me. I knew he wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't doing anything. So I was just throwing him back. Like this thing's not 22 inches long. I don't care. So it, I understand the mentality. Cause sometimes, I mean, you're right. It's like, it's not going to hurt you, you know, obviously not going to help you. So, well, uh, Cody, let me know on yours, man. How was day two for you? more of the it, same yeah i mean it started similar you know minus like i had they kind of had a little more water to myself um the boat you know with the boat not being there like i didn't really have to do circles around them as much like i do more bags which i thought would help but um i don't think i caught a fish i don't think i caught a fish over 18 inches until like almost 8 30 or something that that's day. um they were just like all 16 inches. Like it seemed like everything had shrunk two inches. Like the amount of seven <laughs> like, turned into 15s, like <laughs> turned into 16s. And I was like, this is kind of odd. And I, mean, I think I still got stuck with maybe a 17 or two that second day, but I got two bigger fish than I'd caught, you know, at all the first day. Um, and I sight cast one of those, like, and I sight casted the other 18. Like if, if it wouldn't have been for that period of time where those, like the, just went dead calm and I could, I could literally see tooling. I don't think I would have probably caught some of the fish I caught, but um, yeah, it was pretty wild. I didn't have a spook with me, but I feel like if I would have had a spook with me, I would have done a little damage with it. Yeah. 82 jerk baits and no spook. Yeah. Yeah. No spook. Yeah. I don't think I, I think I don't think I had any, I think I had all fluorocarbon. That was my other issue. Yeah. That's uh, it's crazy to think about because you, I mean, you said it. You're in the same area as day one, for you and that boat to go through as many fish as y'all did, and then to still have the quality there just talks about like what kind of badass fishery that is, man. 
And like, did you ever have a thought on day one that y'all were burning through too many fish or like with your experience being out there, you knew you could do that? Not really. I mean, cause I mean, honestly, I mean, I haven't fished this. I haven't fished. This is the first kayak tournament I've fished on St. Clair. I fished boat tournament oh, okay. in like 2008, 2010. But other than that, which that was like really when St. Clair got hot. Like the only knowledge I'd had was like from some of the OG St. Clairs, you know, um but i did get to go out with some cool pros that that year um but no not really no i didn't really i had no idea like i like i could have just as easily caught 75 inches as 95 inches that second day in my head (laughs) all honesty yeah that that's just so crazy dude i don't i don't know like there's so much that goes into your mind you, you know your mindset when tournament fishing and like for me, I know there'd have to be that thought when you're just whacking that many fish. Like, well, I just can't come back here tomorrow. Or it's crazy though. But you you made it work, man. Like you said, you uh you ended up with 91 and three quarters. You had two 19 and a halfs, um, and and you did you had a couple 17s down there at the bottom. But it it kept you up there. Uh, Mr. Siddiqui was closing in on you on day two though, and he's always uh from from what I remember and know about Eric, I know he's pretty good out there. So did that, you, that, were you? That, that that man's already on a jet plane to Sweden, huh? But he's living that rock star life. I know for a fact he barely made us call. He held the airplane up for him, so <laughs> he he did get on, but it was close. Jeez. <laughs> well, Lance, since we're talking about him, good luck to him. He's fishing uh, Hobie Worlds and the Pan America event. So good luck to all those folks heading out there. I hope they they make us look good. Uh, and they're fishing for uh, pike and perch at, at Hobie World, so that's going to be cool to keep up with. I guess I say it, it's a little bit closer to to bass, I would think. You know, like yeah. Well, if you know, if the pike over there, or anything like pike around here, just throw a chatterbait. They like to take your twenty dollars lures, so maybe that works. But uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, you you know you held it out, and then going into the pro series, um. Cody won that with 184 total inches, and Reese was uh, right behind him with 181 and a half. Do you think, Reese, that, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but do you think if you hadn't had boat troubles, you could have you could have probably made Cody sweat a little bit? I don't like to think about it. I don't <laughs> think I'll yeah. tell you, the first hour was by far the best, so I bet he could have. <laughs> uh, you just got to not think about those things and, like, I mean, this is my first national win, and so I just got to take what I got and be happy with it. And I am. I'm, like, ecstatic. And second, the Pro Series is just a little icing on top. Oh, man. No, y'all y'all both cashed some, some good checks and, you know, got some good points for the year. And, you know, a win on a place like this is something to hang your hat on, you know. It's a huge, huge body of water. And it's, you know, like you said, uh, Cody, it's it's really well known now. It's, you know, it's like, one of the small mouth factories you hear all the pros talk about St. Clair. So, um, that, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, did y'all, you know, just your thoughts on how the, the KBF, you know, everything running smooth over there with events. I know a lot of, we get, you hear all the backlash about basically anybody that does anything bad in our, our little niche of the world anymore. Everything going good over there so far. It seems like it. Um, you know, um, I don't know, man. I haven't seen a whole you know, a lot about the national championship yet, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have a really close to the championship season, and it was, you know, it's pretty good regular season for sure. Hell yeah! Is it? It's, it's going to be at Caddo again? No, I wish it was, but it's, yeah, I know. I'm sure. You is do. it Kentucky Lake this year? Yep. Yeah, Kentucky oh. Lake. But the team. Cool. Yeah. The what? I'm sorry. The tournament of champions. The TOC. Oh, yeah. that that that's that's what's at Gatto. That's right. I knew one of them. One of them, something big was something something big. I didn't qualify for is somewhere at Gatto. <laughs> yeah, I got all the care for something I'm not going not invited to. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Reese? Everything you, you you like that setup, or did you did you fish it because you wanted to fish with KBS or KBF, or did you you know just because it's Sinclair? Uh, what, what, I mean, what, what the hell kind of dog is that? Uh, like it looks like. I'm gonna say hi. Come here, buddy. Get down here. No, get Just down like here. A... Are you sitting that low to the ground, or is a dog that big? Oh, okay. No, no, no. no okay. Yeah, Beautiful. But... 
That's a this is Samuel. He's my boy. All right. So, um, now I try to fish. I try to fish as many KBF events as I can make it to. Uh, same with the Hobie stuff. Uh, I fish a lot of local stuff. But I mean, I had a goal going into the year that I wanted to finish uh, KBF season top twenty-five in AOI, and then I wanted to make the tournament of champions for Hobie. And uh, the Hobie aspirations aren't going so well after the Susquehanna River. <laughs> But uh, I'm 22 right now in AOI for KBF, so that that went better than I. I Heck yeah! Congrats, yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw the Susky event. We'll we'll have those guys on next week. Uh, we uh, we tried getting them on, and those boys have got jobs and and all sorts of stuff going on. So, man. but we're gonna we're gonna get them on next week. But I I, I paid attention to that one because it's somewhere I've always wanted to go, and then we've got some friends that live up that way and stuff. And I went through a curveball to a lot of folks like. Yeah, a lot of people I expected to show out did not, <laughs> and a lot of people you'd really think it would suit their, you know, the way they fish, fishing creeks and stuff, and with with a low water in it, they didn't do it well. It, to be fair, it was the first time like the I don't know like the OG Susky guys didn't show out, you know, in yeah. three because yeah. they have always put a hammer on us before. Yeah, I talked with Jody Queen at a iCast and was like you going for it again he's like oh yeah of course like yeah i get it the third time but no that's uh it would it's cool too i like to see uh different names at the top you know it kind of opens the doors for midway usa brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices if you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Like it's, it's not that it's bad to see the same people winning again because consistency is king, but it is always cool to, to catch the new names beaten up on you old guys that always win everything. I'm going to classify Cody as those guys now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, man. Yeah, what, what, what do you all have left this year? Just uh... I'm going to, uh, I think I've got Dardanelle, the Hobie on Dardanelle, and then I'm going to go into the Pan American Games in Mexico here in a few weeks. That's going to be awesome, huh? Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, hopefully we get like some 110, 115-inch. But yeah. you never know. Heck yeah. Where is it at? The uh, man, I'm not good at you know, like English, so I don't know. It's like Lake Coachella or something like that. Um it's about ninety miles down the border. Um probably like about two hours south of like Falcon area, I think. Yeah, okay. I know there's a stretch, like you said, within that two hour range that's got some killer lakes. Cause they always talk about it some of the sketchiest areas, but the best fishing. Because it's like you're close enough to the border where the bad things are going on, but yeah. you're you're in hella good kayak waters yep. or bass waters. But uh, what about you, Reese? You got what other events you got lined up? Uh, I've just got KBF National Championship, um, uh, Dardanelle for Hobie. Um, okay. Other than that, just local stuff for the most part. And I try to finish out the year. I fished the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. So oh, sweet. I'm in third right now for AOI. So going to try to finish that out, try to get up there, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've been having a killer year and Cody as well. Uh, where are you, where are you at? And uh, are you like, are, what's your highest AOI you've got right now? Cody, are you sitting good in any of them or? I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm, I'm first in the Hobie and uh, maybe like first to fourth in the KBF or so somewhere in there. Yeah. So doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Shows how much I keep up with AOI. That's my fault. It I, didn't, I wasn't giving him the door to gloat, but 
Good job. You're kicking ass. <laughs> so how are you going to get to the Pan American games? Are y'all just going to like convoy down there? Pretty much. Yeah. We're driving down. We've got like a, tr- like a government transportation on the way out from there. So we're oh, like a, yeah. Like, like a, protection. Yeah. Somewhere from, you know, someone from the Mexican government. So, oh. hey, you know, the bass boat guys have been down there before. So yeah. Real danger. They're they're going down there like like celebrity status. Like they got armed guards and shit. Like, this is cool. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. I was hoping to see the van going down there, bro. Like I want I want to. Oh, so you are going there? Okay, cool. It'll be in the convoy. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on and uh, another cool story. Uh, sorry we didn't get get y'all on sooner, but. It, it was still a great show. A lot of information. Yeah, y'all both had killer, killer tournament. Um, as always, this is the part of the show where we like to give everybody a chance to shout out their sponsors and anybody that, you know, makes it easier for you. So, uh, Reese, uh, why don't you go first? Tell us about who helps you. Uh, it's Little Miami Outfitters, Protus Rods. Um, that'd be the only one at the moment. I'm telling you, we're going to drop a plug. I'm going to tag AutoZone in this post. <laughs> do that, yeah. That'll help me yeah. out. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a sponsor, too. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, they got money. I would, hey, yeah. you can take care of my entry fees next year. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> One of my good friends, he used to, he was an architect for him. He would, I, feel, I feel like architect for AutoZone must be easy because every one of them looks exactly the same. The same. Yeah. That, that's, I never <laughs> understood what he did. Yeah, he, that, that's what he. That's what he said he, he did. He clicked you know? copy paste yeah. to the bl- the blueprint boards. It's, it's like being a, like being an architect for Waffle House. They're all the same. Yeah, and have been for the last thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally building a brand new and two miles from my house right now. They just yeah. built a new Publix right next to it. That's all like state of the art. Never seen a Publix like it. I was like, well, cool. Maybe our Waffle House will be like fancy. No, and the food will probably suck until like two years in. So, got to get all that grease built up, you know. Yeah. All right, Cody, how, how about you? Start start off with that driving billboard of the, the van you drive. Yeah, yeah Fish USA has helped me out for several years now. And, you know, hopefully I'll will to some degree. And, um, Dakota PM in Newport Vessels, that was a new one for me this year. I've, I've loved the NK180. Um, yeah. And on – I've – Main, I would say I've mainly been running the 24 volt single pack Dakota lithium, um, and I can do 16 to 17 miles on it pretty easily. Um, if I put 200 amp hours on there, I can do closer to like 34 to 40 miles. So yeah, it, they like, told uh, Brian that he could see 40 miles out of the two 12 100s, and I was like, the most Jesus, <laughs> pretty Champlain, but I still had quite a bit of, um, yeah, but it's pretty. Like, you know, I mean, the, it's, you know, pretty much the options are endless at that point. Um, and uh, Dobbins rods, uh, the, probably the happiest I've ever been across the board with like the rods that I've used has been within the last year and a half of being with Dobbins. Um, probably the most action specific rods I've ever used. And I've used Amen. a believable amount of rods. Um, you get in there, you get in their composite blanks and their composite glass blank rods. It's like a whole nother ballpark. It's it is batter baits, top waters, crank baits, spinner baits, anything. When, uh, when you get into their champion series rods, like there's literally a rod for everything, and it's and they're they're fantastic. And, and Gary's been doing this since the seventies. I mean, he was kicking butt in California, and that whole scene out there was unbelievable you know, during that time. But yeah, yeah. So I would definitely check out a seven hundred five CB glass. It's like the perfect crank bait. <laughs> Perfect jerk bait rod. Seven seven oh five CB seven thirty six. Uh, I could go on. I love those rods, man. They are so good. Pretty six CB glass on your chatter bait. I tried. I can't. I don't know if I just don't swing hard enough. I can't do the chatter bait with that rod. But I started throwing big crank baits on it, and I really liked it for big cranks. Everybody said it was a chatter bait rod, but I just I like a little stiffer. I think most of the people, I don't know, two of the guys I know that really like it at Dobbins, they both throw it on braid to fluoro. With 
So that could be part of it. Yeah, um, and that's like I've, I'm braided to Florio on everything except when I throw chatterbaits. I throw chatterbaits straight. I've thought about trying that because I don't like I said earlier. I don't throw cranks as much, so that extremely expensive rod sits on the shelf a lot of the time, and I really need to use it or trade it. But no killer rods. I, it's cool. I didn't know you were you were fishing with Dobbins or are, are you on the team? I am. Yeah, I had since it's been a little almost a little over a year now. Yeah. That's cool. I never. Our, uh, our team page is lacking, you know, because there's so many of us, but it's cool. Oh. I didn't know we were teammates on that. But, yeah, no, Gary's a great dude. Well, uh, anybody else? Man, I need a tip, but, um, yeah, I appreciate y'all for having us on. I always enjoy coming on y'all's show. Yeah, man, thank you. Anytime. Yeah, thank man. We have... get, get, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope we're having you back on after this, uh, that Pan America and, uh, I hope I hope we see Reese back on after Dardanelle. Yeah, I'll do my best. Never been there before. Gonna go give it hell. This has been the year I've heard of more people like first time winning, first time to a location winning events. So you've got that in your in your favor. So I, I think you got it. We'll see how it goes. I'm gonna go ahead and put money on it. I'm gonna I'm make an early bet. So Reese is a guy. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, we appreciate your time. We'll let you get out of here. I know it's late for for some of y'all. So uh, I'm sure we'll see y'all again. But thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Nah, you too. Peace. All right. Man, I want to go up there. I oh. dude, I and and I remember whenever um like John Eldridge, he went up there and like the top 30 places in a Vanny Fish all had above 90 inches. And, and it did that two years in a row. Yeah, see, I, dude, I gotta gotta go to St. Clair. Susquehanna too, or Susquehanna. However yeah. you want to say it. I'm, both of those are like absolute bucket list for me. I don't, I don't know why I haven't been, but hopefully. I was going to try to swing it this year for that one, whether it was for the Hobie or not. Like that didn't really matter, but the water's been down. So I kind of abandoned that idea. And uh, some of my buddies that went up there that stayed with Sean, actually, I'm glad I abandoned it because they told me how much of a struggle it was. But no, yeah. we, we got to get up there soon. You know, maybe, maybe that'd be a, a destination, a paddle and fin destination. Go up That's and what... bang on St. Clair some. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right. So uh get to the tourney recap section of the show. Didn't have too many. Uh We'll start with the one that everybody was paying attention to, which was the Hobie BOS series on the Susky. Um, day one, we had uh, Nolan Miner was on top with 95 and a half. Killing it considering so many people, like we said, that normally you see were struggling. Still a lot of big names in the top of the list, but most of the guys that you figured were going to go out there and wreck them, you didn't really see it. And again, the water was super low. But uh, day two, uh, Ewing Miner, uh, 93 and a quarter, was on top. And Jake Harshman was uh, tied with him. They both had great days. Uh, and then when the, when the dust settled, Nolan Miner won. With 187 and three quarters, Ewing was right behind him with 185 and three quarters, and uh, Jake was Jake Harshman was uh, third place with 185. So good job for those guys. And like I said, we're gonna we've got it planned to have them on next week to talk about that event with us. Um, moving on from there, there was an event co- uh, going on uh, at the same time on the Susky that was the. Um, Oh Lord, it's MAKBF and it is not broke down. Well, we'll just go with that. But the MAKBF guys were out there. They had sixty guys show up. Jake Harshman was in on that one. He wins that one with 185, as we said. Brian Nelly was second place with 174 and a half, and Mick Wood third place with 172. Definitely should have had a lot more people double dipping on that one. I think you'd have had some number mix ups going on in there. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the No Limit Big Bass Power Hour by Native Watercraft on the Potholes Reservoir. I would love to know why that name stuck with that. Sounds pretty cool, though. Um, I didn't get any of the hourly winner information. Um, I don't know if you just can't do that on Tourney X uh, or if it's not set up, but it is a kind of an MLF style. Um, so Kyle Zimke uh, took that win with 261 total inches. This is a one day thing. So that's, and he had a bunch of, you know, great fish. I mean, his five fish stringer was in the 90s, or no, it's probably right at 90. Uh, and then 
Seatham, uh, Mayo with 176.5, so giant split between first and second place. Uh, and third place was Kevin Frank with a 165 and a quarter. Got two left. Uh, the All American Kayak Series on Wilson Lake. They had 35 anglers. Uh, two day event. First place, Tyler Alexander with 184. Second place, Matt uh, Gussius with 180 and three quarter. And third place, Hayden Hall with 178 and a half. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And going on from there, we had CSK Central State Kayak Series also on Wilson Lake. And you had the same guys take that one. So they double dipped on that event. And Tyler, Tyler again was first with uh, 96 and a quarter. It was a one day event. Second place was Matt Scusius with 92 and a half. Third place, Hayden Hall with 91 and three quarters. So congrats to those guys. Well, that's it, man. The, not too many over the 25 mark that we like to stick to on our recap stuff, but yeah, it's, it's been really, really down over the last month, I guess, you know, but. Yeah, the, the tournament scene's kind of been slow in a lull, which it's kind of been the same way with some of the pro circuit stuff, too. It's just that there's a lot of traveling and vacation and people ending their summers and stuff like that. So, But it'll pick back up uh, for a little bit going down into the later part of the year. We'll have the big turn, the big championships, the last of the trail events, um, local stuff, the same thing. I know a lot of the locals are rolling down. What you got there? Oh, Parvasenko. <laughs> play with it. Yeah. That's how they all these end up on the mic because I play with them and then I just end up like, no. But uh which I'm rethinking that now after I shove that hook in my pinky finger. But uh yeah, man. Great show. Uh, always good yeah. to talk to Cody. It was great to meet Reese. Uh good to be back. We're both on at the same time, which we've been all over the place lately. We've both been busy and you were covering while I was gone and working, and but we're back finally. So yeah. Hey, Maybe it sticks this way for a minute. Yeah. And ne- next week, hopefully, we'll have the, the brothers of Ewing here from the Hobie. That, that, that's a plan, at least right now. But we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, that'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh, anything else, Dano? No, nah, man. That's it. That's all, all I got. Right. My yep. kid's six today. Six. six. Make yeah. you feel old yet? Oh, dude. I, I felt old before he was born, man. I'm I'm, I'm getting up there. <laughs> oh man well it was a great show everybody we thank you again as always uh if you don't already go click the subscribe button on our youtube check us out on all the podcast stuff check on your fantasy stuff um just keep up with us any way you can give me and dano both follow help dano's youtube out over there you hit you hit any new milestone numbers yet like 159 i got a new one today so every day i get every day i get a new sub is like yes <laughs> daniel perry fishing one day i'll hit 200 i'll have i'll have 200 videos before i hit 200 subscribers <laughs> lost my my cord there but yeah give him a follow his content's really good everybody that listens to us knows that Dano is a very detailed person, so it makes for good good content. So go check it out. Appreciate that. My I'm actually videos. finally getting back to posting on Instagram and doing some reels. If you haven't seen my last reel, I got a really cool shot of Brian and slow mo on like glass yeah, that, clear that water. Was that, that was, was sick. One. Yeah, but uh, I agree. I saw that today. I was like, "Ooh, that's nice." Yeah, it's just goofing off when we were on our way to the back of the place, and I took that and then looked at it on my phone and was like, "Oh shit, this is gold!" Like. You can't have this, Brian. This is mine. I don't care if it's a view. Well, uh, we'll see everybody next week. So uh, everybody be good. Peace. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. 
Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle box. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.